Hello, and welcome to my little house of prayer ministry. I'd like to talk about faith. In today's society, fear, doubt, and unbelief are screaming in a high-pitched voice. They are trying to drown out the truth of God's word with the manufactured facts of the enemy. I know that if I am tired of watching them do this and win with the Lord's creation, how much more so is he? You know, I went and looked up what the opposite of fear, doubt, and unbelief were. I figured you would enjoy knowing what they were, too. This helps us to cooperate with the Word of God better. I know any war vet or warrior will tell you the only way to defeat your enemy is to know who he is, to know how he thinks. And what is his total end game or plan for the attack? society, fear, doubt, and unbelief are screaming in a high-pitched voice. They are trying to drown out the truth of God's word with the manufactured facts of the enemy. I know that if I am tired of watching them do this and win with the Lord's creation, how much more so is he? You know, I went and looked up what the opposite of fear, doubt, and unbelief were. I figured you would enjoy knowing what they were, too. This helps us to cooperate with the Word of God better. I know any war vet or warrior will tell you the only way to defeat your enemy is to know who he is, to know how he thinks, and what is his total end game or plan for the attack. The Apostle Paul tells us how to prepare for the battle in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helm of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, 
and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What are the last two pieces of the armor of God? The shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Wait, I thought we were talking about faith. We are. It takes faith to walk this walk. This walk and your faith are what the enemy wants to attack. What are the weapons he favors most? The spirit of fear in 2 Timothy 1.7 with doubt and unbelief as his buddies. The opposite of fear is calmness, confidence. The opposite of doubt is certainty, conviction, and confidence. The opposite of unbelief is belief, obviously, and faith. So how do we war against the spirit of fear? The word of God. Remember, in Ephesians 6, 16, and 17, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What? Do you see that? Power, love, and a sound mind. So if we are walking in faith, we are walking in power, love, and a sound mind. Are you beginning to see a trend here? The enemy wants to distract you, catch you off guard. How easier to do this than to scream his fear antics to get you into doubt and unbelief. Please know that I am not making light of this. The facts are very real. Fear is very real. But according to the word of God, facts change. The truth will never change. John 14, 6 through 11. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else, believe me for the very work's sake. You're not going to believe this. Then maybe you will. But just as I was typing this scripture... The song, We Believe by the Newsboys, just came on. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life. We believe. I love His confirmation. Don't you? Confirmation that He wants you to know this to get it good and in your spirit so you can fight so you don't have to accept the lies of the enemy if he can get in your head if you allow him to have your thoughts he's pretty much won the battle the main objective is not to let him in your head 
not to let him have your thoughts. That is what the helmet of salvation is for, to protect your mind. How? By the thoughts of your Lord and Savior. Satan and Christ cannot be in your thoughts at the same time. The mind can only focus on one thing at a time. What about multitasking? Yes, you may have many tasks going on simultaneously, but your mind can only focus on one thing at a time. So our focus needs to be on the Lord Jesus Christ. It needs to be on the things of God. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So how do we get out of fear? Get into faith. How do we get into faith? Get in the Word of God, the Bible. His words encourage and build us up. It provides calmness. He is our confidence. These are the opposite of fear. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. How do we get out of doubt? Read our Holy Bible. He gave us his word to lead and guide us into all truth. We can walk in his confidence. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Proverbs 22, 20-21 Have not I written to thee excellent things in counsels and knowledge, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee? How do we get victory over our unbelief? Why don't we do like Thomas did? Why don't we take our unbelief to Jesus who can help us? John 20, 24 through 31. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. 
And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they which have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Another earlier example, Mark 9:23 through 24. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. You see, the Lord is not shocked. He wants us to come to him in faith. The calmness, conviction, certainty, belief, and faith bring everything to him. I mean everything, your joys, your hopes, your tears, your failures and flaws, your sins. He wants them all. He wants everything so that you can have life and life more abundantly. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, when you think about it, it takes faith to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It takes faith to believe and act out the Word of God, the Bible. It takes faith to tell your friends about this loving Savior who changed your life. It takes faith to believe in an afterlife of heaven and hell. Has God ever called you to believe Him for something that was so far out there that it was like what I like to call crazy faith. Did he come through? I have countless testimonies that require crazy faith. How about a report of cancer that the doctor said couldn't be cured? Or it was caught too late? I have friends I believe God with. Let me tell you, the enemy had all kinds of reports to get them out of calling things that were not as though they were. When you get a voice that comes against your stand, you are on victory ground. Hallelujah. Oh, watch him vindicate you in the meantime. I feel so sorry for those who speak against God's truth and ignorance. The best you can do is pray for the Lord's mercy. I was working with a crew at the time. I was fasting and praying for the Lord's restoration of my first marriage and for a friend's marriage also. Well, one of the workers came to me and told me how desperately stupid and naive I was to believe for something that would never happen, along with a barrage of insults. Well, the next morning I got to work and she was in a pile of tears. That afternoon when she got home, all the locks had been changed to her home and all of her things were outside waiting for her. I was speechless. I felt sorry for her. I prayed for her. My believer friends were jumping up and down, rejoicing over the Lord's immediate judgment. I tried to explain to them that they were wrong. They were dumbfounded at my response, which was to run to my office and pray for her. God eventually restored both mine and my friend's marriage. Why did I tell this testimony? Because when someone is going through something, 
They are using crazy faith to believe God for something. We are to choose our thoughts and words very carefully. And if you really want to help them, come alongside and believe with them. You don't know what they are fighting to believe in God. And for those of you who are believing for the impossible, facts will change. But the truth, His truth, will remain forever and ever. Faith also brings a test. How can you have a testimony without a test? I had four years of testing when I believed in the Lord for my home, especially when He said that He would finish all of it. Here is the progress of crazy faith. I have pictures that I took before, during, and after. The first page is the uh, arrival. Two through five, the constant occupying until he arrived with a manifestation. Four through five, look what the Lord has done. You can find the pictures on my blog or my Bible study on Facebook. If you want to tune into my blog, it is hop under the blood, all small letters, no spaces, dot blogspot dot com. If you have tuned in to the other blogs, podcasts, or my Bible study on Facebook, you know what a trial I went through. My walk makes people scratch their heads. I am peculiar. That is because he has called me to be that way. A misfit for him. I'm okay with that. I waited four years for my house to be complete. I have been waiting for something far greater since 1995 and 1997. In 1995, I was in prayer. I saw a field so ready to harvest. In the outskirts of the field were wheelbarrows. Keep in mind there were hills in, this, in these fields too. There were children playing in, in the fields. They would pile up in the wheelbarrow, as many as could fit in them. Then the bigger kids would push them around. They were all full of joy, squealing, two, four, six, eight, God is great. Then in 1997, I was leading a Sunday school class. I had a few children. They were from two to 13 years old. I had them form a circle and we joined hands to pray. Everyone was quiet. I looked up to ask for prayer requests. There was this little child, all of two years old. She began to sway, but she didn't seem right. I asked if she was okay. Her reply shocked me to the core. <laughs> I don't know, Sister Dela, but the Spirit of the Lord is all over me. And he told me to tell you, you are blessed. My jaw was on the floor. She went on to say some more, but I was in so much shock, I didn't know where to put myself. And I kept saying to myself while she's talking, she's two years old, Lord. A two-year-old child? Really? Well, I still asked if there were any prayer requests when she was done. There wasn't any. <laughs> so we said amen to the word of the Lord and went on with our Sunday school lesson for the day. I got home. I went 
and sat down to a bowl of chili. I sat down at the table and dipped my spoon in the chili to test the temperature. Well, there was chili on the tip of my teaspoon. Well, as I was bringing the spoon up to my mouth to test the temperature, I heard the Lord say, That was what this morning was to you. If you thought that was something, hold on to your britches. Your children will prophesy and dream dreams. They will have visions. They will walk under my anointing. In 2004, I was dancing in the back of the church. The children came to meet me and began to dance also. He again said, that's right. Let them play with my holy things. As they play with my holy things, the anointing with it will begin to fall on them. I'm still waiting for all this to come to pass. Crazy faith. Occupying until the visions and promises show up. Why did I share this? Because I want to encourage you. Encourage you to join me in prayer as we wait on the Lord. Wait for the Lord to touch our children, grown and not grown. Wait for him to use them mightily for his name's sake. Will you believe God with me? Will you also have your own crazy faith? Things that the Lord has promised you will come to pass in your life? Let's believe God together. If you do not know Christ as your Savior and Lord, let's use crazy faith. Let me introduce you to him. It's okay to ask him to be real to you. I want to pray with you right now. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Let's take a moment to truly come in true brokenness before him over our sin. To ask him to call out our sins before him, to repent of them, and to ask for his forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life. And help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me be the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. All of heaven is rejoicing right now. Get a Bible translation you will read. It is a life and death issue for your spiritual well-being. The Bible tells you who Jesus is and what he expects of you. Find a church with a pastor that preaches the uncompromising truth. Sit under him for at least a year. That is so you can learn and grow. I am so glad you could join me today at my little house of prayer. I am hoping that you will join me next week and have a very blessed week in Jesus' name.